There's always something new happening in the world of Mormon polygamy. Next on Polygamy, what love is this? We like to keep our viewers updated on what's new in the world of Mormon polygamy. However, we do tape our programs in advance, so sometimes it isn't news by the time you see it, but it's still relevant. <laughs> we have a bit of news this time. We also want to share some viewer comments about some of our past programs. And Earl Erskine is with us again. Thank you, Earl, for coming. My pleasure. And we just always love having you and hearing your uh, comments about these things. Uh, first of all, although today's LDS Church is not included in today's Mormon polygamy group culture, it is and was the LDS Church who has godified Joseph Smith. And he taught that polygamy was required for eternal life, and they all love and revere Joseph Smith, Mormons and polygamists as well. Now, the LDS Church no longer requires or even allows polygamy, but they still perform polygamous marriages they do. in their temples. They seal live men with living and dead women for eternity, and they do believe that they'll live polygamy in eternity. Yeah. The Mormon Church is the root of the polygamy group tree, as it were. Their original behavior and doctrines are still believed and are still taught in, in polygamy groups. The character of their organized religion is power, money, and reproduction, even into eternity. Recently, the LDS Church has been investigated and found greedy and deceitful in the area of finances. They've secreted billions of dollars in investments, hoarding tithing money while requiring a perpetuity yeah. of full tithe even from their poor members. They claim it wasn't a secret, but it was until a whistle blower finally came forward uh, that we found out about it. The Mormon church has been fined a measly $5 million for their financial misbehavior. As someone said, $5 million compared to multiple billions is just a few coins of pocket money. No, not much. Not a sla nope. slap on the wrist. So we have a quote about this news from a news article. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its investment arm have been fined $5 million for using shell companies to obscure the size of the portfolio under church control, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission announced. The Mormon Church maintains billions of dollars of investments in stocks, bonds, real estate, and agriculture. Much of its portfolio is controlled by Ensign Peak Advisors, a nonprofit investment manager overseen by ecclesiastical leaders known as its presiding bishopric. The church has agreed to pay $1 million and Ensign Peak will pay $4 million in penalties based on the violation. This is an AP article, AP News. Now, this was just, what, a couple of weeks ago that this yeah. came out. Now, they made the statement in the article that they, quote, affirm their commitment to comply with the law and they regret mistakes that have been made and now consider the matter closed, end quote. Now, of course, they consider it closed. <laughs> they will no longer talk about it or answer questions, pay the penalty, lift up the rug, bring out the broom and sweep it into that secret dark place they have. And faithful members will not question their behavior and will continue to send them their hard earned money. <laughs> now, we would not be doing our job if we didn't remind you of their own Hypocrisy, we quote from the Book of Mormon. Yes, uh, the Book of Mormon, chapter 8, verse 32. Yea, it shall come in a day when there shall be churches built up that shall say, Come unto me, and for your money 
you will be forgiven of your sins. And verse 37, for behold, you do love money and your substance and your fine apparel and the adorning of your churches more than you love the poor and the needy, the sick and the afflicted. You look at all these fancy temples they're building and as much money as is put into them yeah. and the poor and the needy could use uh, that money. Oh, so yep, they, sure could. they accuse the other churches of selling forgiveness of sins for money. Now, I've never attended a Christian church who ever taught that nonsense, no, even though they've either. accused of it. But Mormonism does. If you don't give them your money, you're unworthy and cannot receive forgiveness for salvation. This is true in the LDS church as well as in polygamy groups. The SEC charged the LDS church and its investment company, alleging that together they went to great lengths to hide the church's $34 billion in investment assets. The Wall Street Journal reported that a top executive said the church was worried about revealing its wealth, that if they did reveal its wealth, it would cause members to stop donating. And it probably would, some of them. Some of them, yeah. I mean, a lot of them say, I don't care what the church does with it. I'm required to pay my right. 10%. And that's and they'll uh, pay that, no matter what. That's my, that's my commitment and faith. Uh, yeah, that's my obligation. And, they, and so they'll and do they it do without it. question, yeah. which is sad. Since its beginning, Mormonism has had their focus on money. Even today, a faithful LDS or a polygamist is required to pay their church for being a member. You cannot be worthy of God's salvation if you don't give them money, according to their doctrine. But the Bible says this <laughs> about giving. Yeah, from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 12 through 14. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but that as a matter of fairness. Your abundance at the present time should supply their need so that their abundance may supply your need, that there may be fairness. Mm -hmm. And from 2 Corinthians 9, 7, which I really like, mm -hmm. each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Love that. I do too. Yeah. It, it's a very good verse, and and it kind of frees you up from the from the law yeah, of tithing that they call it. Absolutely. And, and as you can see, the New Testament, uh, according to the New Testament, tithing or giving is not compulsory. It is not to be forced, nor enslave or burden the giver. There's to be complete freedom for the giver to give what and when he himself decides. Notice verse 13 says that the giver must not be burdened by his giving, that both the giver and the receiver should find complete fairness. But the billions of dollars in the LDS investments is not fairness to impoverished tithe payers. Neither the polygamy group nor the LDS church pays attention to the New Testament teaching on giving. They take all they can get. They sell salvation for money. They shame their members into giving and then hoard billions of dollars. We have more news. Heber Jeffs, the nephew of imprisoned Utah polygamist leader Warren Jeffs, has been captured and is jailed in North Dakota on kidnapping charges of a 10-year-old girl. She was found safe and returned to her home. Kidnapping charges were filed out of Utah against Heber Jeffs in December of 2022 when he and the girl had gone missing, apparently to keep the girl from her mother on orders issued by Warren Jeffs from prison in Texas. Warren Jeffs said that he received a revelation from God directing his followers to gather the community's women 
and prepare to move to a location or locations as directed by Warren Jeffs or his son Helaman Jeffs. <laughs> so we this have, is in the Texarkana Gazette. And these revelations <laughs> from God, my goodness, can you believe some of the things they say? Now, many of our viewers ask the question, why is Warren Jeffs allowed to continue mm -hmm. to rule and reign over the FLDS from prison? So much harm has already been done by that man. Why would he <laughs> be able to continue to influence these people for harm? Another news item we find terribly distressing comes from the politics of the Utah legislature. A bill was introduced that would require clergy to report abuse, but it was dead before it lived. We quote... <laughs> A bill mandating clergy report abuse disclosures to law enforcement will not be advancing in the legislature. There were four bills introduced in the legislature on the topic following reports of sexual abuse within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not being handed to law enforcement. The Catholic Diocese of Salt Lake City has been vigorously opposed to it, arguing it breaks the seal of confession. Now, I found this a little bit interesting and confusing. It placed blame on pressure from the Catholic Church because of the confessional right. privacy. Right. But if you'll note that the bills were introduced in response to sexual abuse within the LDS, LDS Church. Church. <laughs> so, so we wonder why the Catholic Church gets the blame for opposing the bill when in Utah it's the LDS Church that has the stronghold. Now, no doubt, both religions have an interest in keeping sexual abuse quiet. There's been plenty of scandals in, in both of them. But we find it interesting that Utah News reporting shifted the blame to the Catholics. And so it goes. Uh, religious sexual abuse in Mormon Utah will not be reportable, but they need to remember there is a higher judge that will hold them all accountable with worse consequences. We have another news item. The trial for polygamous sect leader Samuel Bateman, charged with kidnapping and evidence tampering in an investigation, has been postponed until 2024. He was, he was, he had been previously scheduled to go to trial March 2023, but prosecutors said they expect more charges to be filed against him, so his trial was moved to March 5. Uh, 2024. He faces federal and state charges in Arizona, including child abuse, obstructing a federal investigation, and aiding in kidnapping girls who were placed in the state child welfare agency after his arrest earlier this year. He has pleaded not guilty to the charges. Federal authorities also have accused Bateman of taking more than 20 wives, including underage girls. He remains in pr jail as he awaits trial from from Arizona Central. And most of those 20 wives were underage. Oh, were they the, really? the largest portion of them were underage minor girls. Um, and now we hope that this case just doesn't fade away from, yeah. from people's memories and that he only gets off with the slap of the wrist, as happened so many times in yeah. previous court cases against polygamists. But the other charges against him that the FBI has, has come up against him include his misuse of the prison telephone system. He called his teenage girls who had sexual conversation with them from the prison phone system. <laughs> Joseph Smith is the reason that polygamous men believe they have the right to take sexual privileges with any female. Their behavior only proves that all females should be available to them if they choose. It doesn't matter if they're underage or that polygamy is illegal or that stealing minor children is illegal. 
they do what they want. Same too. Uh, Joseph Smith refused to comply with the law, and so do they. It's inherent in the Mormon religion, and is so sad. Those are terrible news items. They are. <laughs> Any time we do, do get swept away. I they mean, do. They, okay, the case is closed, yeah, yeah. so the Mormons they turn their minds and, off. And, and he's he said not guilty. Yeah. He's 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 pled yeah. not guilty, and then all they do is scream persecution, <laughs> you know. And it's just we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we have some viewer comments that we <laughs> from some previous programs that uh, we would like to share with you, and then we'll add our response yeah, afterwards. Yeah. If the Bible is not being translated correctly, then all that you mentioned would be null and void. According to LDS teachings, their translation and, and interpretation is the true word. So I can understand what the host believes is true might be a false interpretation. This is from February of 2023. Now, as we've pointed out many times in past episodes, Mormonism refuses to accept the Bible as being correctly translated. They nullified it and void it. Yet, when it suits them, they will refer to it and quote it, yes, which just continues to boggle my mind. As far as, as we, we quoting the Bible, we just quote what it says. And the interpretation is always so simple. Children can understand it. There's no false interpretation to simple verses. Verses like Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9, only a fool can misrepresent this verse or misinterpret it. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So what can be misinterpreted About in that, that. verse? Uh, it's simple. You cannot work for salvation. It's a gift through faith in Jesus and by the grace of God. That's simple. Is, isn't that simple? I think. Seems so. And, and I've looked into the Greek language, the original language of the, of the New Testament, uh, and it says that a person cannot work to be saved. <laughs> it's a gift through the grace of God. And most of the Bible scriptures that we quote are just as simply understood. Now, Mormonism's false claims of a mistranslated Bible cannot be proven or supported by ancient manuscripts. They have been meticulously, meticulously preserved and have been studied by professional language experts. Mormonism's claims are false. God's promises that his word would endure forever are true. Our next comment comes from a program we did about sexual abuse in Mormonism. You had a lot of responses from that program, didn't you? Quite a few, Quite yeah. A few. <laughs> Thank you so much for this episode. I was a victim of rape by a priest in the LDS Church. I'm still recovering from the trauma. Members have their own wrong view about it. The trauma is so immense that I quit going to church. I was a super Mormon. Now I'm searching for the truth. I was so afraid to go to outer darkness because I was told that it was it is the place you go when you stop believing and behaving like an endowed LDS member. Now I'm living close to the good Lord without listening to church leaders. Thanks again for your show. These always warm my heart, yeah, you know, when they nice. can touch someone for yeah. good. And we're grateful for responses like this one and we thank those who do respond. And it's a very small representation of the many people out there who have suffered under LDS or polygamous sexual abuse. Most of them don't talk about it 
or no. try to expose the crime. And we're grateful that we have the opportunity to expose some of these crimes for them, to be a voice for the silent screams coming from the bedrooms of Mormon patriarchal men with a false priesthood power who attack and violate the females in their religious group. The trauma takes years to heal, if it ever does. Yeah. But the perpetrator seems to almost always go free. And it seems like they have a seared conscience, ready to strike again, multiplying his victims. This woman said she's discovering the good Lord, listening to him rather than church leaders. And that's a very good <laughs> advice, a good road to For take. Sure. Church leaders will and have led the people astray. Jesus never will. And Jesus heals the damaged and broken hearts of violated women and girls from Mormonism's sexual religious doctrine. Our next viewer comment. I don't know if the following is worth a show because the actual practice of polygamy is so horrendous and destructive, but I think the threat of it I lived with all my life in the LDS church was dreadful. I always believed I had to be willing to share my dear husband with unlimited other women, if not in this life, for sure in the next, or I would not make it to heaven. Now they say, suddenly say that that, 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 that that was then, not now, with zero apologies, and yet it's still in the Doctrine and Covenants, and men are still sealed to multiple wives. Apparently, an infinite number of women can never equal one man in Mormonism. Mm. This mindset, degrading women, carries over into how women are treated in the mainstream church to this day, according to my experience as a lifelong member who held leadership callings. There is something to be said for psychological, mental, and spiritual abuse alone. I have heard abused Mormon women say they would rather be regularly thrown against a wall than live under constant psychological abuse. Praise the Lord, my husband and I finally saw the light Thanks for your courageous work. Again, that's, that's very pretty, encouraging that's nice. to, yeah. to hear people that have be, are being helped uh, by turning to Jesus yeah. rather than the LDS or polygamy yeah. group leaders. Now, if men and women who are currently in Mormonism, whether it's the LDS church or polygamy, would read and pay attention to comments like this, the religion would crumble <laughs> because it would be seen for what it really is, a counterfeit. And a traumatic personal experiences are posted all over the Internet. The truth is easily available and findable. We're supposed to learn from the Bible and reject everything that disagrees with God's Word. But they reject everything in the Bible that disagrees with their religious dogma. It's upside down. The viewer said that the LDS Church is now denying that polygamy is a part of Mormon heaven. It used to be taught, but not anymore. But does God really change his eternal plan? Does he change his mind? Joseph Smith and dozens of other Mormon men preached polygamy was required. If God required it then, he requires it now. If it truly is not essential now, then it never was. God and his decrees never change. Even the Book of Mormon teaches that. Yet Mormonism doesn't teach it. A repeat of a statement she made I found very interesting. Mm -hmm. Quote, Apparently an infinite number of women can never equal one man in Mormonism. This mindset which degrades women carries over into how women are treated in the mainstream church to this day. End quote. Yeah. I'd never thought of I, it like I that before. Neither. The value of a woman is... 
infinite number of women. Deluded against the one man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, it, it, it's very an, insightful. Yeah, and I may have to take that and expand <laughs> with it, you know, and maybe do a program on that very idea, and how untrue that could even possibly be. But uh, it, it's it's it is degrading to women, women, and and the Bible says God doesn't show favoritism, so it can't be true, even, <laughs> you know. Yet Mormonism has historically treated women as a commodity. They're even in eternity. The only woman's purpose is reproduction <laughs> for eternity. A Mormon man cannot become a god unless he's married in this life. And if he becomes a god, he won't have anyone to worship him if he doesn't have a bunch of children, spirit children, that will worship him. And that's what yep. the woman's role is. The woman cannot even be resurrected, according to Mormonism, unless the man calls, calls her, her from the grave. Now, it's all very strange, and it's all just myth. None of that is true. Uh, they don't like the Bible because it exalts God and does not exalt men. I think that's, that's a big a, part of it. That's a good point, too. We think this view, we thank her for sharing her trauma and are grateful that she's found the truth in the God of the Bible, and we pray that she will find complete mental and emotional healing through God's massive grace. Our next viewer's comment is short, but I'm not sure how sweet. <laughs> yeah. The old short but sweet thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and self-professing Christians should be keeping God's law. That's it. That's, that's it. That's all. It's he or she said. I don't know. But I find it interesting. And this person did not even explain further and offered no detail. Yeah. So, so are we being accused of violating God's law? If so, we wonder which law or laws we're violating. Now, we've produced so many programs explaining the place that religious law has in the salvation of people, but it's no problem for us to kind of go over yeah. a few things again. And so we wonder, is it the Sabbath law that we're not keeping? Or is it the word of wisdom law they think we should be keeping? Or perhaps it's about not saying bad things about other people's religion. If a polygamist made that statement, perhaps it's because we aren't doing celestial marriage, which they claim is a law. We don't know. Uh, but we do know that New Testament teaching is that Jesus fulfilled every law, so every day is holy, not just a Sabbath. In Mark chapter 7, Jesus proclaimed all foods clean, so there's no word of wisdom. It came from Joseph Smith, not from God. And of course, there's no such law as plural marriage or celestial marriage or eternal marriage. Whatever law this viewer is referring to, we hope is covered in this next Bible scripture. <laughs> From Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 through 40. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Okay, all the law. All the law. All the law. Any other law or laws added to these two are void, according to what Jesus himself taught. Actually, he's fulfilled in those two laws, right? Yeah, love God right. and love each other just yeah. includes everything. It does. You everything. keep all the commandments if you do those two things. That's right. <laughs> Now, the, the, the final uh, viewer comment from um, February 2023 regarding our series of sexual abuse in Mormonism. 
Thank God for you. You are calling out the criminals and the liars, and you are pointing to the truth. Your ministry is saving lives. Wow, that's nice. Grateful for that encouragement. We pray regularly for Mormons and polygamists to find the truth that is in Jesus Christ alone, as recorded in the Bible alone. We don't need anyone else. We don't need anything else. We don't need the law, as Mormonism puts it, or polygamists put it. Uh, It's interesting that in the Old Testament, God gave Ten Commandments. In in the Garden of Eden, He gave one commandment, and they couldn't even keep one. (laughs) Then God gave ten, and they can't keep ten. And and then, what, 830 laws that come from that ten? And they, of course, if you can't keep one, you can't keep 830 either. But that's why Jesus came, to relieve us from the burden of the law and just settle in on His love and grace. And we just pray Mormons and polygamists will do that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough thing, you know, to think that you have to obey all these laws to get to heaven and you can't keep them. Well, and it's, it's just in, it's just the way they're taught. They just believe that they, they have to be doing the work and it, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you've accomplished something, but it also provides such guilt. and When you fail. When, yeah. you, when you can't keep them and when you fail and... And you can't, yeah. so you're going to go through this life with guilt and with no confidence. That's one of the That's things right. I enjoy no about assurance. this, this uh, trust and love that I have for Jesus, that yeah. he's done all this for me. And, that, and you're uh, secure in his and arms. And I'm secure, and yeah, yeah he's, he's paid for my sins, and through his grace and my faith in what he did, then I'm... And if your sins are paid for when you die... And you, and, and you get over on the other side, whatever happens in, in that, that you have no sins to yeah. be judged for, right. right? Because Jesus took them all away. Yeah. So. And think of all the work they're doing in the temples. And oh, yeah. Dead works. This. Yeah. Dead works. For dead people. Yeah, for dead yeah. people. Thanks, Earl. Appreciate <laughs> you. You know, we quoted the scripture where Jesus told us that the two greatest commandments are love God and love each other. But when you get into the polygamy teachings, their greatest commandment is what they call the most holy principle of celestial marriage. Celestial marriage is eternal sealing in a Mormon ritual includes multiple wives. My question has always been, how can eternal life possibly be contingent on religiously authorized adultery? God forbids adultery. He cannot command a contradictory lifestyle. And all through the Bible, polygamy is recorded as a negative and a destructive experience. We urge polygamists to turn from polygamy and discover the deep and true abiding love of Jesus instead. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.